Welcome to episode 81 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm joined by Rick. Rick. Chance. Chance. And Pat. Salutations, everybody. <laughs> Why? I love it. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, and impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. But of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite t-shirt. Like that you own. Oh. I have this Ohio State soccer shirt that's been like worn so long to the point where it's just baggy. Just tatters. Yeah, that's my that's easily my favorite shirt. That? I got this really old shirt, I think I got it in eighth grade, and it says without me it's just awesome. Like, also, like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. Emmy or whatever. And then I, I wore it a lot and it's got like a hole in it or now or whatever. So I can't wear it like outside, but I still wear it for like PJs and stuff. Mm. It's awesome. Super comfy too. It's also. Exactly. Nice. Dance? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Just say uh, something Broncos and move on. Oh my God. What the fuck? That is uh, work. No. I don't have a favorite article of clothing. Like uh, I completely, I think you're lying. Everyone yeah. does. Your We're go-to not... shirt out of the wash, man. Uh, do I don't know. Name I, a shirt you own. I have a uh, Hakuna Matata Lion King shirt. I've never seen him wear that. Uh, I cannot God. confirm. Wow. Yeah, but still, it's his favorite shirt. Maybe he just doesn't want to wear it around you. I've yeah. never seen your also shirt. Yeah. Yeah, because it's got a hole in it. It's okay, but like... His <laughs> Did you know me in eighth grade? <laughs> his could have a hole in it. I think it does. Oh, there you go. Pretty good. Uh, my favorite t-shirt that I own. It looks like a normal Ohio State shirt. has Ohio State. has number nine with a football on it. On the back it says Utah number nine. And it looks like an Ohio State shirt, but really it's a Point Break shirt because Keanu Reeves' character in Point Break was Johnny Utah, played for Ohio State, number nine. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's very good. Yeah. Nice. So it's like one of those, like everybody's like living Columbus, everybody's like, oh yeah, Ohio State. And I'm like, really? It's Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> That's breathtaking. You're, You're breathtaking. <laughs> Damn it. He just made us call him breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> My plan worked. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to be discussing our game of the generation, uh, but first... Before that but first, we got to talk about Rick, because he hasn't been on what seems like forever. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, went on a little vacation for my anniversary. Happy um, anniversary. Thank you. Happy vacation. I, I listened to last week's episode. That's and... not the important part of what he said. <laughs> but you, like, you said... the part worth congratulating. You said something, I want to say something. Viva Variety, Zach. In the UK, they'd call it a holiday. Did you say Viva Variety? <laughs> yeah. So, my tickets, actually, I did not get them cheap because it was close to a volcano. I got them cheap because of COVID. But it just happened to be close to a volcano. The last time we were in communication, I know it was a little choppy. I mentioned something about sacrifice. I did not, obviously, did not get human sacrificed into the volcano, like uh, Tom Hanks and Joe versus the Volcano, uh, which is a movie in the 80s. Um, so, you are that old. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah, he's, he's referenced <laughs> 80s multiple times. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, the sacrifice I decided to make, uh, it was hard, but I am likely not going to go next gen on opening day. I thought that was already happening. <laughs> if it's already happening, then I have no control over that. Okay. But according to my wife, I'm going to fight against getting next gen opening day. Okay. I thought you were never getting next gen opening day. I thought that was decided. Already. I thought you were getting the series X. I thought we were going to do the series X thing with the, the, yeah. the game set. But wait, we're not doing that now. 
I mean, you could still do it. Yeah, you can totally still do it. You can trade in even more stuff. So I'm trading mine in towards my Xbox that you have under your name, right? You're trading it in towards the PS5, which Zach's going to buy. <laughs> okay. But, but then you get the Xbox the One. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it works out to. If he's not getting it. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. If, if, the, if the wheels are already in motion, then, oh no, wife, I have to get it. I already told Pat the wheels are in motion. <laughs> Plus, you could trade in your uh, Xbox One. Yeah. I just, since I don't really have, like, a nice, crazy nice TV and, you know, like, my Xbox One. But you still have the 4K TV, right? Is that in the living room or is that in... That's in the living room, yeah. Yeah, so that, you'll still be able to play everything 4K 60. Okay. Because your Xbox right now doesn't do 4K gaming, but the Series X does Oh, yeah, so it'll be all snazzy. Okay, never mind. Whoops, wheels are already in motion. Sorry, wife. And (laughs) this is how you sell it to her. 4K Blu-rays. Ooh. She's not going to be happy, but screw it. All right. I'm not going to make this sacrifice. I'll let you borrow some, and then you could be like, look at these great movies. <laughs> Let's watch The Prestige again. Have you seen uh, Blade Runner 2049? No. In 4K? I, I've seen like bits and pieces. I think I watched Oh, watching. dude, you need to watch it in 4K. All right. This is the reason you need to get a Series X. All right. Fuck all the games. <laughs> and I have to get the one with this drive. Yeah. You know, so we can play movies. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Um, what are our topics? <laughs> I said we're just discussing game of the generation. Oh. You gotta do a different sacrifice then. Oh, shit. No, that's perfect. He thought he sacrificed something <laughs> in this volcano, and he didn't end up sacrificing anything. No, just like Joe versus the volcano. Right. So see exactly. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Spoilers. It's from the eighties. At this point, if you haven't seen it, then it's like whatever. Also, um, was it difficult when you got back? Because I know me and. Zach looked into how to declare you dead because we hadn't heard from you just to get your will. It really wasn't too bad. I'm not able to vote. But other than that, it's fine. Uh Oh, no, it's super easy to vote if you're dead, I've heard. (laughs) It's easy to go vote. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody should be voting if you haven't already. Right. Do your civic duty. Vote. Anyway, yeah. So we'll be discussing our games in a generation. But first, what have you been playing? And watching. Oh, we're doing watching, too. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Zach is like, oh. All right, so Pat, you go. All right, I I got a lot. All right, so as I talked about on the last What Have You Been Playing, I did start Layers of Fear. I did finish that. There's only like an hour left. Layers of Fear is kind of like a walking simulator horror game from Bloober Team, where you are an artist going through like your house, and it does the thing wherever you like... It's first person, so whenever you like move away or you like leave a room or whatever, the layout of the house changes around you. I did finish that, and the ending I got, I like looked it up, and there's certain things you do that give you a different ending. And this said it was like the bad ending, but I thought it was like a great fucking ending. So I don't know. I guess it's up to interpretation. It made sense with the the whole theme of the game. Uh, and then I've also been playing Rogue Company. Me and Chance have played. Uh, to me and no Zach refused to play with me uh, and then I played with some Crazy. other people <laughs> so Rogue Company is a uh, it's kind of Counter-Strike meets Siege third person kind of so it has a bunch of different rogues that each have different abilities and you have to do different objectives like for the game of like plant third a bomb person, like tactical sort of like you yeah. have one life or you have limited mm-hmm. lives per round. And it has like a like counter-strike and valorant it has like a cash system. purchase system yeah yeah store system and like they have different game modes now because when i was playing the alpha they only modes. had they only had 
planting the bomb. They have yeah. demolition, they have extraction, and they have strikeout. Strikeout is actually pretty fun, okay. but I think I like demolition the best still. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, it's free to play, so download it, play it. You don't have to actually buy anything. You can if you want to, but you can also earn the the people yeah. in game. You can't earn the cosmetics. But of course, it. it takes like ten hours to unlock one person. It's like the same for Siege. Though. Siege, yeah. Siege yeah. is the same. Rogue Company is cross buy, cross play, so your account will carry over. If you buy something on the Epic Game Store, which is what I did, I bought the Founders Edition for fifteen because I had a coupon for ten dollars off on the Epic Game Store. Everything transferred over to Xbox, which is my main p- platform. So, yeah, go check it out. It's not like amazing, but it is like a, a good time. Uh, and then I do want to talk about Phasmophobia. So this is a early access game on Steam. It is a first person ghost hunting game. So you are a ghost hunter and it's your job to go into this house. All you know is that the house is possessed by a spirit. They have like something like 10 different types of spirits Mm -hmm. and each of the spirits have like different things. So like if you go into a room and you can see your breath, that means the temperature has gone down. You also have a temperature gauge, which you can see from like far away if the temperature has gone down. Um, There's a book that you can throw on the floor um, or I guess you have to place it. Uh, If you place a book and uh, the spirit starts writing in the book, you know, that's a certain type of ghost that can write in the book, which will give you clues. You can place cameras. There's EMF detectors and all this different stuff. It's first person and it has VR support. So you can play this in VR. I haven't actually started to play it in vr yet but i'm definitely going to but it's multiplayer as well so you and up to four people do co-op and it this is the crazy thing it uses speech recognition on your computer to interact with the ghost you can go into a room and there's a spirit box and you can ask it questions like is there a presence in this room and then if it's one of the, the the spirits that interacts with like you talking to it it will start like giving you signs or something. Like you could say like, give me a sign if you're in this room or, you know, uh, every ghost that you are researching has a name. So it'll recognize when you say that name and it's, it's proximity chat with the people in the party you're with, or you can hold down the button to do like over walkie talkie if they're further away, Mm -hmm. but it's always on. There is no push to talk to the ghost. Every time you talk, if the ghost is around, it will hear you. And if you say its name, it'll start getting angry and the angrier it gets, it can attack you and it can kill you. Um, or it can start like fucking with you, which will lower your insanity. And if you get lower your sanity, yeah, lower your, it will make you insane. insane. <laughs> yeah. It will lower your sanity and, uh, you can take like medication or stuff to keep you more sane or you can like leave the house. Um, there is, this is why I think Zach should play it because everybody can be in the house or there's a mobile control thing outside of the house which is like a trailer no spirit can get to you in that trailer it's a safe zone you have like the cameras you you can can just monitor the cameras like your teammates can have head mounted cameras or cameras that they can place Mm -hmm. and you could just be the person who's like monitoring all the cameras and telling us like i'll be that guy oh shit there's something in the garage or like whatever's rick something just moved behind you exactly Uh, so I, I played a couple games. I played one with a demon in a school. Uh, this was like an intermediate thing. Cause like they do have a leveling system, intermediate school, like the difficulty was intermediate. Okay. But it could have been in an intermediate school. But. They have a, a leveling system. The more levels you gain, the more equipment you unlock and you get money every time you finish a job. Like if you do it correctly, there's like different objectives you do to get you more money. And then you can use that money to buy the better equipment. 
as long as you finish the job or if you leave the job or you quit the job without dying, you keep the equipment. But if you die, then you lose everything you brought on the job with you. But you don't have to be the one who brings the equipment. Like Based on your team, they can bring equipment and then you can use it. So I, the, the first game I played, uh, I was actually put into a game with a guy who was like level 62 and he like said he had never died and all this stuff. And he was kind of showing me the pointers. The reason he had never died. Cause he never fucking enters the house. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. He's like this little like bitch who's scared of everything. And like, that'd be me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be me. And like, he never entered the school, but, uh, it was, we found out it was a demon, uh, because it was there was ghost orbs that you could only see on the camera. Um, it had freezing temperatures and then it wrote in a book and I was the one who brought the ghost book and we found out it was in a classroom because uh, it was like the phone was ringing and then you went in the room and then like you can turn on the lights and you can turn on certain lights. But if you turn on too much, the circuit breaker goes off. So then you have to reset the circuit breaker. So it's kind of like a, do you want to keep the lights on in here or do you want to like, have the option to turn on the lights if you need them. So it's pretty, it's, it's definitely something that'll like freak you out, but it's not like too bad. I think, especially if you're going to be the guy who just stays outside where it's safe. I went, fuck would I, go in a haunted place? I went into this classroom and I placed the ghost book down and then like nothing would ha- like nothing was happening. So I'm like, how do I do this? Like I said it on the walkie talkie. Cause I was only the only one in the room. And the guy's like, you can ask the person, the, the spirit to write. I'm like, if there's a presence in here, please write in the book. And all of a sudden the book started writing and it's like, uh, leave or die is what it like started like appearing on the thing. And I'm like, okay, it says leave or die. What should I do? And the guy's like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started getting out and then like, he could see the cameras and you can turn on like night vision or like thermal vision or whatever. And he's like, it's right behind you. It's right behind you. And, like I had to get into a room and he's like, close the door. And I had to close the door and he's like, okay, don't move. Don't move. <laughs> it's, it's like right out there. And then like, I like I could see my breath when it was near me because as you're talking, it'll show you your breath. But when the spirit was like away from me, I couldn't see my breath anymore. So that was like the indication. And uh, for a demon, you need a cross. I didn't have a cross. <laughs> so then I had to just get out of there. And then uh, you have like a, in your journal, you can like check mark like all the signs that you found. And then it'll show you what type of uh, spirit it is. So then you have to put the spirit you think it is and then you end the mission and if you were right you get it we did the demon one which was pretty fun and then we did one that was a smaller house like not a huge school and that was that ended up being a poltergeist and that almost killed me like i saw him manifest and like he had an axe and i'm like oh god get the fuck out of here uh but yeah it's it's a super fun experience and like the fact that it can recognize what you're saying and like react to it i'm like fucking video games are amazing so like Everyone has their mic on. Like you can't like yeah, so, and turn off your mic or something. So yeah, they recommend that you use the in-game chat because that, that be, way increase the experience. Obviously, exactly. Like, yeah, it makes the game because if better. if you're on Discord, it'll still be able to understand you or whatever because it still like picks up your mic, but you won't be able to do the proximity chat thing. And yeah, that's I want to download this game. It's like it. comparative. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's thirteen ninety nine in early access, and then you'll get the full game when it launches. So it's not expensive at all. So yeah, this definitely recommend PC it. only right now. It's only on steam. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like the, the crazy shit happens. Like you'll go into a bathroom and then the faucet will turn on. And if it's like dirty water, then you know, there's a spirit near and then it, you can turn on the faucet yourself. And if it's clear, you're like, I'm pro this room is probably okay. 
So, so it doesn't like start going after you until you start getting closer to figuring out what it is, right? Or does it? Can it just try to kill you if you do I something think, crazy like off the bat? I think different types of spirits have different levels of aggression. Obviously, okay. So, the so some the, of them, the longer it will take, yeah. and they, most likely it will kill you. And an and the longer you're in the mission, the, the lower sanity you get. And if you have the lower sanity, that's more likely to attack you. So don't take too long figuring this stuff out. Yeah, go in, like, know what the fuck you need to do, do it, and get out. But, like, just doing that, like, puzzle solving of, like, okay, you got the thermal camera, and I got the EMF reader, and there's a spirit box, and all this stuff. But it's a video game. Yeah. But, like, you know, that just sounds awesome. It sounds fun. I'm getting like Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, just, I was talking to a video game. Like, I would talk to someone (laughs) in real life. It was awesome. What did you watch? Obviously, it's Halloween, so. What I was watching, I'll talk about Bly Manor, Hill House was the first part of the haunting anthology series. So it's the same people, uh, the writers and the directors who did haunting of Hill house, uh, with some of the same actors doing a different story for Bly Manor and haunting of Hill house was an adaption of haunting of Hill house, uh, by Shirley Jackson. And then, uh, Bly Manor is the adaption of the turn of the screw by, uh, Henry James, Henry James adaptation and not adaption. Adaptation, adaption, same thing. But they also incorporate Henry James's other short stories. It's not as good as Hill House. Like, I fucking loved Hill House. Like, the acting, direction, writing, everything flowed together. Like, Hill House mixed drama and scares, like, so good. Like, But Bly Manor is similar to that format where it is... It is a horror story, but it's not as scary as Haunting of Hill House. There aren't as many scares. It leans more towards the drama. If anything, I'd say it's like a love story overall. But acting is great. Music is great. Direction is great. Uh, it has one of like my favorite episodes. Episode five. I'm yep. Sure. yep. You like right. that even better than like the last season? No, no. no. Episode five. the best episode. Episode five and six of last season were way better than any of the episodes of Bly Manor. But episode five is like a great episode. episode So it's definitely not like the best version of this genre, but it's definitely worth watching. So I think you should totally, I recommend it. Zach. And it's not too scary. No, I just have to be in the mood to watch. I think actually I watched it the whole season with you. I think didn't one time marathon it. I think I'm I guess I have to have someone to like watch it with. I'm not scared. It's just I have to be in the mood to watch something. Oh no, no, it was we saw the first episode with Zach and then Zach didn't sleep for two weeks. But then it you was only three days. And then you you and Matt like watched like oh. three or four episodes separately and then you came over and we finished the okay. rest. I also just want to say those were the worst three days of my life. <laughs> like if you had finished it, you wouldn't have been scared. Not the point. Not the point. A hundred percent the point. No, 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 it wouldn't have nope. Mm-mm. No. But I, I do love uh the drama side of it and yeah, definitely go worth watching. And then I do want to bring up the boys. Uh I finished boys season two and I do like season one better. That's the theme of this, I guess. <laughs> uh but I think season two was definitely worth the watch. It had uh, a good villain, I think, and some of the interactions between the characters. I don't want to obviously give too many spoilers or anything, but yeah, go watch boys. It's definitely, it's something we'll be talking about at the Tuggies, I think. Chance, Chance. what about you? I'm still, I'm in the process of watching Raised by Wolves. Yeah, I really liked how they did it. They essentially released three to two episodes every week, which is really nice because Mm -hmm. it's like you had a long, you had a, uh, you had a lot to watch every week, which was really nice. It's very sci-fi-ish. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm halfway through. But other than that, those are pretty much all I've been watching. I've been playing five different games or five new games. 
One of them isn't new. Uh, that's the World, World, uh, World at Warcraft pre-patch. <laughs> World, World of? of Warcraft. World, World at Warcraft. Call of Duty, World at Warcraft. <laughs> World at Warcold Warcraft. No, it's not an easy thing to say. World, World of Warcraft? World, World of Warcraft. He plays it so much. He's been playing I'm, it for I'm, years. I'm, uh, wow. Just um, say wow. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. World at Warcraft. World of Warcraft. <laughs> So the pre-patch just came out um, October 13th. It got delayed. The actual game doesn't even know when it's coming out. Uh, right now it's just pre-patch, so class changes, customizations. There's not too much there, so I've been playing that. The other game I've been playing is Boulder's Gate 3 that came out. Early access. Right? Early access. You buy Actually, it's a full price, $65. It's just not perfected because it's early access. So... But it's just the fact that they released it where it's like, okay, look, the game. But it's only ready. like 15 hours of content right now. Well, they're adding more and more to it. Like, I still need to keep playing. I mean, I only played it for like maybe five to six hours or something. So Not nearly as much as I, I did. To. I did read that when the full game launches, it will erase all your save. How do you feel about that? I don't. I don't mind it at all because playing the game, there's so many different options. So many different like. I really wish you guys would give this game a shot. Like, there's dialogue choices, and not only that, but. Um, just like D and D, there are checks. There's like perception checks. There are like sleight of hand checks. Like if you run into a trap, sleight of hand check. You know, you roll a dice, and, and it's a good and bad thing. It's a good thing because it's like obviously depending on your stats, you can get you have a chance of getting better rolls. On um, the bad thing, you can just get horrible luck and not and get the, not get the result that you want. Like for example, there's a swamp. I go down towards the bottom of the map. I run into these two young men. Like, they're getting angry at this old lady. And they call, start calling her a hag. You know, she's like, help defend me. Like, these guys are being mean to me. And I'm like... I'm like... Fuck you. No, I'm just like... Okay, clearly these guys are pissed at you. Like, what did you do? And she's like, oh, you, you were supposed to help me. And like, oh, yeah? Like, you know, you're not getting your sister back. Because they wanted her, their sister back. And so she just teleports away. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you go down to the swamp. The swamp looks really nice. Looks like a beautiful swamp or whatever. As beautiful as a swamp can get. I guess. And then uh, you became Shrek there for a second. And then, it's a beautiful swamp. That's a nice swamp. And then all of a sudden it's like perception check. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And then my dice, I roll my dice and I ended up passing it. And then all of a sudden the like great like swamp an turned into an it was an illusion. So it was like darker, everything's dying. Like and I'm like, what the hell? And there's these enemies that are acting like sheep. But they're like some like evil goblins or something like that. So if you would have failed the check and walked in, it, everything would have looked beautiful. And then these sheep would have actually been enemies. That's because when you fight the witch in her cabin, they attack you. So like you can fail the check, walk in there, attack her. And then she's like, oh, minions, come help me. And then the sheep turn into freaking enemies. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you're outnumbered. So that's just like one of the scenarios. And yeah. like I've seen some of the other scenarios, and it's really interesting. Like it's really good. There's so many different things you can do. There's gonna be more races, more classes, more story. Like yeah, I just you guys really. I would really like for you guys to try it out. I know Zach's played Divinity. I really would like him to play Boulder's Gate with me. It's just this type of game. I do not support being in an early access because again, it'll, d it'll delete all my save. I'll have to do redo all the initial stuff over yeah. again, and. I'm slow. I'm like paying full price, and it's slowly getting more content. So yeah, I mean, right I'd now rather... it isn't the best to get it. I I agree at that point. I think the game has a lot of replayability, like a lot. And I feel like you know, even if it does delete all your stuff, it's worth playing again, making a new character, a different class, and playing through all of it again. That seems like a really easy way to do a D and D campaign. Yeah, and not have to buy all the and books especially and especially when you do everything. play with friends. Like I'm right now, I'm playing solo. You play with multiplayer people, they could interact in different ways and stuff like that so it's so really if we good. pass perception check but like you don't then we can be like yeah, yeah. those aren't sheep motherfucker
But, I, um, I definitely see the potential. It's just not something I would get. I'd wait to launch yeah. to get. But uh, like uh, really quick, Rogue Company, we've all been playing pretty solid. Um, I hope the game does well. But And then I also have been playing a lot of the Cold War beta. It's now available on Xbox. I just pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's the maps are interesting. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, and then I guess the one that's kind of weird, a weird game that I recently started playing that's rising in popularity is Genshin Impact. I think I said it right. I don't know. But um, it's an anime-style open-world game that's mostly single-player. It's the Breath of the Wild ripoff. It's similar where it's like open-world, but I mean, it's... It has the same like stamina it system is, I mean, and everything. It's stamina system style. where you like cr- you climb and you you can glide, but I mean like weapons don't degrade. But it's meant to be like it's on it's on everything, so it is kind of like, no, it's not. It's not, it's PlayStation and PC. It's on your phone too. But like it's not on Xbox is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean it might eventually get on Xbox. But um, it's it's really interesting. First of all, it looks beautiful for an anime game. It's voice acted and all that stuff. Um, obviously, it is very. Like, my, it does have microtransactions. It's very, like, app game-ish a little bit, where you don't have to, obviously, but you can play the game and unlock people slowly the way normal way, but you can't spend that money to uh, potentially unlock people before you're supposed to or whatever. But yeah, I've been playing that, and uh, I want to try to play co-op, but I'm at that level yet, so that game was a lot of fun, very interesting, and surprisingly very, like, solid and really, really good. So I guess that's all I've been playing. So, Rick? It's been a few weeks since I've been on, so I've played quite a bit. Start off, I played the first couple hours to tell me why, which was a lot of fun. Um, so, still the first episode, right? Yeah, still the first episode. Honestly, I think, like, so far, it's laying base for a really good story. Very intrigued by all the characters and the setting, too. The setting is beautiful. They really know how to end the first episode to get you hyped for the second one, which obviously all of them are out now. But, like, I had to wait a week, so I'm like, God damn it. But <laughs> you can jump right into it. So. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about kind of ripping into this. Um, I think the wife may be out of town tomorrow, so that's definitely on the list. And it works pretty well on uh, xCloud. Oh, yeah. About halfway through Tell Me Why, uh, Pat got on Xbox, and we did multiplayer of um, Man of Medan uh, with Dark Pictures Man of Medan. So, yeah, yeah, Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Medan. And honestly, like, it was really cool. Like, uh, there's certain scenarios, at least one scenario. I was underwater while Pat was on, like, a boat. And we both made different decisions that would impact the story later on, which was really cool. Especially, like, a multiplayer in that aspect. I I understand why playing this game maybe solo, you probably miss out on half of what you're doing, which is really cool. Um, That, you know, multiplayer, it's like, okay, cool. You can talk to each other, see what... Yeah, that multiplayer aspect is really interesting. And the sequel comes out soon. I think Halloween, uh, Little Hope. Yeah. Which is like a completely different story. It's still the same developers. Um, It still has the same framing device, but it's a completely different story. So Man of Medan overall, I thought was an okay game, not great or anything. Hopefully Little Hope is a little better in the story overall. Let's yeah. How much hope do you have for this next one? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that was terrible. Also, upon my return, um, we got an, an early access code or an access code. Yeah. So disclaimer, you were given this a code to give your impressions on this game. To play uh, Ride 4 by Milestone. So far, brutally honest, uh, it is a very serious motorcycle game, like racing around a track motorcycle game. Kind of gives you a little tutorial before you're actually able to get off into the game. And if you mess up, you have to redo the lap. 
And if you mess up twice on that same lap, you have to redo the next two laps. So I've yet to get past this initial uh, introduction. <laughs> so very sim heavy. Yeah, it's very sim heavy. So I for we... someone like me who like loves playing like Formula One games, would this be up my alley? Probably. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of like I'm. I'm yeah, that's of... four wheels. This is two. Yeah, completely different ball. You kind of I mean... gotta get used to a little <laughs> less wheels. But yeah, I'm more of like a Mario Kart guy. So <laughs> <laughs> I had some high hopes for myself. I'm like, I can adapt. But, oh, man, I really need to get used to, like, the form and the... Kind of a steep learning curve. Honestly, it seems like you need a a certain monicum of finesse, which I I lack completely. (laughs) I mean, games like that, Formula One, even to an extent like Forza... Like, you can't go in, like, I'm never going to use the brakes kind of thing. Like, yeah, and that's usually yeah. how I work. But then, like, but, I kept riding the brakes the entire time. That's but, like, totally Forza important. is, like, you can still, like, wrap your head around pretty easily. Yeah. Like, the learning curve, the learning curve of Forza is, in, is nothing like, like Forza. You could pick up and play Forza. Like, yeah, it'll take a while before you get, like, really good at it. Right. This sounds like you need to learn, learn like, the, the base, fundamentals yeah, yeah, and everything before 100%. you even yeah, but, can finish a race. <laughs> Finish a lap. <laughs> well, I finished the laps. It's just I needed to redo it. And then if you mess up more than one time, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. You need to get through this lap and then another one. And then you might be able to qualify for that next lap. <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn it. But yeah, it, it was gore. Look, visuals were great. Um, the crash physics, which I came quite familiar with, <laughs> were very, very cool. You know, it's kind of fun. You know, yeah, motorcycle wrecks are dangerous and not cool, but. You know, video games, It's the ragdoll physics look pretty nice. Um, I also have been getting into the habit right before bed, you know, turn the lights off, put the TV on, wife falls asleep, and I've been playing a lot of Among Us, just sitting there in bed, just playing Among, Among Us. Among Us is so much fun. Very uh, sus. It, very sus. <laughs> um, but as far as mobile goes, it's hard to kind of type in some stuff, so mm, yeah. yeah, I'll be doing a task, and then somebody will be like, oh yeah, like... It was black and medbay, and I'm trying to be like, no, I was actually in, you know, security. <laughs> and then, like, by the time I'm done with, like, typing, that, typing it, like, off. I'm already voted off. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've been playing games with, like, my names. And since I don't really type too much, my name is just Hush. Um, <laughs> after the Batman character, and also the fact that I just don't say much, because it's really hard to type on the Yeah, it is. I've only played it on phone as well, and it's hard to defend yourself. <laughs> a couple of times I'm just like, no, you. And just see if it works. <laughs> I've, I've I've like done things where I've like changed my name to like pink or something. So if like the pink character is like in the game with me, or I'll change my name to you. So then people I'll say, oh, it's you, and they're like, oh, no, it's not me, it's, it's them. Like, so that at least buys me some time to be able to type some stuff out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just bought it on PC because like I like the game from playing on the phone, and yeah, like it is pretty. It's not the best. Maybe they can figure out how to get that keyboard integrated better. But on PC, like you're just literally typing, oh, yeah, so right. it's much it, better. PC would be silly. Like, uh, I've actually been playing with some people from uh, Gamers Advocate and their whole community, and they have a real cool system where you're on a Discord chat, mm-hmm. but you just get the the key bindings to deafen yourself. So like when you deafen, you're muted and uh, you can't hear anybody. So whenever it starts the round, everybody deafens. Except the ghosts, if you're already dead. And then when it's the voting, the ghosts will deafen, and then everybody else who's like in the game still will, will undeafen. That so. way you don't, like, you can say their names and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, we, we've run into that problem where, like, me and my friends have been playing, and, like, I'll be talking, and then I'll die. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Exactly. And yeah. just like, oh, he died. And yeah. I was like, yeah. It's hard to do that like, in the moment. It's hard to not react to just 
getting destroyed basically yeah. so so yeah it's definitely fun i can't wait they did re- they recently announced that they've stopped development on two two and they're just gonna, and they're just gonna focus this, on one yeah. which i think is the better decision because yeah. what it, it, they, they, it's been out for yeah. a couple of years that right? came out in like 2016 yeah, or 2018 yeah. or something like that and they just like weren't expecting it to blow up so quickly and then out of nowhere like, well it blew up because like people started streaming it and yeah. then it just got memed and then yeah it's just huge in popularity yeah, and they just sure. didn't have the resources to obviously handle they're like it. oh shit like right, our like, game's popular we need to make more shit so people keep we stay relevant right yeah. exactly so <laughs> what i've been mostly playing on the xbox has been uh, assassin's creed odyssey getting back in there finally uh high enough level and killed enough cultists that i feel secure enough to let the last couple go for now that i started legacy of the lost blade the first part of the dlc for assassin's creed odyssey where you hang up in macedonia you know the northern northmost part of the map and it's cool because it kind of gives you a few more cultists they call them what ancients that's one of my favorite parts about the game was hunting down the cultists mm-hmm. it was pretty sweet i noticed when i went back and played origins that it was there it wasn't as extensive as odyssey was and the fact that we can add a couple more on there now it's it's pretty cool i'm yeah. excited and then also after i'm done with this get on the atlantis stuff and then no no you're a while away from atlantis i heard like um, so there's part one and there might be three parts i think there's of three parts to um, legacy, the legacy and each one is like eight hours yeah that's it's a shit ton of content and like, for like an extra like 10 bucks like, yeah what about the game i think i bought the entire collection for like 30 bucks yeah so well worth it yeah 10 bucks for odyssey and then there's also three. three parts to the atlantis stuff you don't get to atlantis till the end but you're in elysium then you're in the underworld and then you're in atlantis so yeah, I'm finally getting into that because that was the whole reason I rebought Odyssey, and I've been spending all this time playing it, not because it's a good game. Um, it's a great game. I will re- he just loves it. I will refuse to admit that it's a good game, even though I've <laughs> spent like probably a total of a hundred hours on the game total so far across two different systems. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to get back on that. At least get up to level fifty, kill the other cultists, and then at least I'm I'm really excited to kind of cross that off because it always feels so good. You just kill right. that last fucking one. Also on Switch. Uh, Super Mario All-Star, or 3D All-Stars. I'm on the final Bowser battle in 64. Still, camera angle sometimes, just get me. And then every once in a while, like, back when I was a kid, like, I, I used to be able to easily throw Bowser, and now I'm just not too sure when to release it. Because I'm like, oh, I should release it now. And then I just kind of throw him in the middle between the bombs, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I played uh, pro- probably, like, maybe 10% of the way through Sunshine. Unlike Pat, who's going through one by one by one. I decided to mix it up a bit. I wanted to see how they kind of feel. And then I played a little bit of Galaxy, and I'm not too sure how they're going to incorporate... Um, Motion. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Wii just kind of point and click at the TV, and I think they're going to they're trying to uh, use the touchpad uh-huh. on the Switch. And I'm not going to see how that's, like, really easy to do if you're, you know... I think if you're using touching as well, I think if you're using the pro controller, they also incorporate because it has the the gyroscope. Okay, I think that is what they use. So, um, from what I've heard, people are like, it's it's not amazing, like it's not a great way to do it, but it's doable. So, so yeah, I played a little bit. Um, probably once I kind of get more into it, once I'm done with Sunshine, yeah. Uh, Bly Manor. I was kind of worried because uh, Turn of the Screw by Henry James was kind of bland. I read it. A couple months ago and it was not it's perfectly splendid oh god um and the, but the tv show they kind of took a different direction which was great i was really happy about that because the ending of the story itself was kind of anticlimactic 
I, I really like the ending of this one. Yeah, and this was this was it was a great show. Uh, all caught up on Lovecraft Country. Really excited about the season finale next week. I'm I'm a fan of the series. I also read that book, and yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Just finished uh, a novel. I just finished uh, Trader's Blade by Sebastian de Cassel. Uh, he's a Canadian author. A kind of a cool like medieval, almost like a Three Musketeers style fantasy book. Um, not like a whole lot of magic, but. Honestly, it was a good read, kind of fast, and I highly recommend it if you're into that stuff. And that's uh, that's me. I know I've been gone a couple weeks, but I'll keep it. Sh- I I promised I'd keep it short. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, and that you're not dead and and or have been sacrificed. What have you been playing? So, haven't had too much time to gain the last couple weeks. Uh, so I did. I still have been playing uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Uh, when I finish that, it will be about time. Uh, but I've really enjoyed it so far. I've also um, played some F1. Uh, 2019 and uh, some Mario Kart as well. One of my best friends got married over the weekend. So when we were down in Cincinnati for that, naturally I brought a GameCube and Switch and we were playing uh, Super Mario Strikers and Mario Party and stuff like that. Really, really enjoyed actually just like getting all the groomsmen and the groom together and just like playing video games and stuff like that. So we haven't done that in a while. So that was fun. As far as what I've been watching, uh, I'm finally fully caught up on Attack on Titan. So it was one of the anime that I had been watching. Uh, and I'm gonna start Cowboy Bebop next while I'm waiting. Good for way, fucking call. So. Even Rick knows what that is. Nice. Yes, I have no idea. Have you ever seen Samurai Shampoo? No. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! It's Are on you trying Hulu. to say shampoo? Shampoo. shampoo. <laughs> Dude, it's on. It's on Hulu. Like, I highly fucking recommend it. Holy so, shit! So, yeah, so before, so I'll be watching Cowboy Bebop in the time we're waiting for this final season of Attack on Titan, which is coming out this month, I think. Good. Hurry so, and finish that up because I think yeah. Cowboy Bebop is only like one season. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one season, so it should be. I've heard great things about Cowboy. I Bebop now watch stuff that has come out this year, so you can like actually be in the thing for the Tuggy voting. Ah, I'm here for the games. The boys, dude. I'm here for the games. <laughs> like, but yeah. So that's basically what I've been playing and watching. So mine super quick. Not much going on. So now we can dive into what we're here for: game of the generation. So. Uh, we I talked about this way earlier in the year when the March Madness tournament got canceled because of COVID. And I was like, you know, it would be cool if we could do a, like, game of the year, game of the generation bracket. So since then, I've been thinking about it, put a lot of thought into it. And we yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it. sure, let's agree. Let's do it. And then Pat it took you, like, the, eight months to Pat, get it together. Pat hated the idea from the start. He was down. Well, I want you to take my name off so, of this because I refuse to so, so acknowledge we get, some we, of this We will stuff. get into the logistics of this, and I will explain how I went about creating this. So what has happened now is that we have compiled a list of 40 games, uh, which we will narrow down to 36, and our number one seeds will get a first round bye as we get into the round of 32. So what happened was when I was creating this list of games, it was initially the idea was going to be, okay, for this generation, I'm going to go by Metacritic score to go get the highest rated games on here makes the most amount of sense until I realized there's a lot of games that like not a lot of people have been playing that have high Metacritic scores and there were going to be some notable absences from the list and it wouldn't have made it legitimate. So what I then decided to do was do the next best thing and let the professionals decide. So I went through from the year 2014 to essentially now where we have been our own nominees. I looked at the game award nominees for game of the year. And those, the game of the year winner and the nominees have all been selected for our game of the generation. Felt like it made the most sense. We're talking about professionals here in a jury of people who voted on the game for each year as their game of the year. Those would be the most critically acclaimed games. And then 
uh, through that list, compiled those, and then the number was kind of off. So then I got each of us to select one game to add to this list that got it up to 40. Those games, I will go through them here. Uh, in their seating, uh, the reason that we that we have some sort of logistical, we'll say contention from Pat's end, is that it, it is a legitimate... This is a game of the generation. It, it, okay, what okay. is the generation? Okay, it is a legitimate thing that whether or not the Nintendo Switch is part of this generation. We did a poll on the Twitter. It is a 50-50 split of whether or not the Nintendo Switch actually belongs in this generation. If you're going strictly by generation number then the Wii U would fall in this generation well, there category. Are Wii U games in here. Which it sucks it's, because the Switch Nintendo has it. split off and is its own generation. I, I understand. The Nintendo generation is not ending. The Xbox and PlayStation generation is I understand. Just take my name off the list, okay, man. Pat doesn't want his my name. My name is not on this list. The TugPod's name is on this list because it is the TugPod game of the generation. Just take my name off Pat's of name is just not Pat there. puts the P in TugPod. Fair enough. So, what I will do is I will go through the list of our seeds in order. The seeds are broken down as follows. The game of the year winners are all the highest seed. So the uh, the seven game of the year winners, 2020 with an asterisk, because we selected the 2020 games we would at this point put in for game of the year. Okay, and then just FYI, we're doing this now because we know... Obviously, Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, all those games are going to be cross-generational. So we're We've omitted those. Games. We're making those part of the next generation, yeah. which is also why a lot of people will be playing them on next gen. Right. Which is also why I left off the year 2013 as far as these games, because there were a lot of cross-generational games for that as well when the PS4 and Xbox One came out. So we started at 2014. Our game of the year winners from that point, 2014 was Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, 2015 was The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Oh, yeah, that was a game. 2016 was Overwatch. 2017 was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It was Hellblade. 2018 was God of War. 2019 was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And 2020, which is again with an asterisk, was The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us was tied with Half-Life Alex on Metacritic score 93. I was going to use their meta user score as the composite tiebreaker. However, Last of Us got review bombed, so it would not have been fair. The Last of Us Part 2's meta user score was 5.6. As the only person in this room who has played both, Last of Us is the better game. And also going based, so the way the way I determined Last of Us Part Two was higher, even taking into consideration that it had double the amount of critic reviews, uh, Half Life Alex only had three one hundred scores, where or where the Last of Us Part Two had like twenty one hundred perfect scores. So I gave it to Last of Us Part Two. So our number one overall seed is Breath of the Wild with a ninety seven Metacritic score. Our our second overall seed is God of War, who had a ninety four Metacritic score. Our third overall seed is The Last of Us Part Two with a 93. Our fourth overall seed, so the last of our number ones, is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. So those four games will have a first round buy. Your number two overall seeds are Sekiro's a 90 with an 8.1 meta user score composite over Overwatch. Over Overwatch. Over Overwatch. Overwatch is then one of the other second overall seeds with a 90 Metacritic score. Dragon Age Inquisition is our third number two overall seed with an 89 Metacritic score. And then Super Mario Odyssey is our final number two seed. It has a 97 Metacritic score, but 
uh, Dragon Age Inquisition was the last of our Game of the Year award winners. So our champions of each year are all the highest seeds, and then from there, it is pure Metacritic score. And if there's a tie, it is user score uh, on top of that. So to go through all the games that are on here. So for these matchups, it's just us discussing and then voting? Yes. I love it. Do you have a tiebreaker? Because there's four people here. Yeah, so the tiebreaker will be... Uh, we'll go through their Metacritic score and Meta User score, and if we're still tied and or unsatisfied with that, I will go to sales. Okay, I don't like the. Metacritic. I don't think I don't think we will tie mainly because I think if if we're leaving it open to discussion, I think it's fair if we all kind of come to a consensus on which game would be the superior. And if you feel like abstaining, abstain. I like that. Yeah. So our three seeds are Red Dead Redemption, Half Life Alex, Persona Five, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Our number four seeds are Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Bloodborne, and Bayonetta 2. Our five seeds are Resident Evil 2, Inside, Dark Souls 2, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Our six seeds are Monster Hunter World, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Titanfall 2, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Our seven seeds are Apex Legends, Super Mario Maker, Dishonored 2, and Marvel's Spider-Man. Apex Legends and Dishonored 2 were two of our podcast-nominated games. Our eight seeds are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Batman Arkham Knight, which is the third of our podcast-nominated games to be in this tournament, Fallout 4, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Now, this is where Battlegrounds get on there. PUBG was a but PUBG was nominated for a game of the year. Was it really? Yeah. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Uh, So those are 32, but because there was some funky stuff with some games that needed to be omitted for being PC only and things of that nature, uh, we needed to add games to to get to 40. Uh, So these final eight games will play against each other in a play-in game. So we will go through those seeds. Our first of the nine nine seeds first, uh, Doom 2016, The Outer Worlds, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And then our 10 seeds, bringing up the rear, uh, Control, Death Stranding, Hellblade, and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. So what we're going to do for this play-in to get into the tournament, to decide the final four in, our highest number nine seed by Metacritic score will play our lowest number 10 seed. And then as you go second to second, third to third, and four to four. So, this is where the discussion begins now for our final four in. Doom will match up against Fall Guys. So, disclaimer, this is not scientific in any way. This is purely subjective. This is, yeah, four guys just discussing discussing and then picking whatever game that they like more. (laughs) There is no other metric being utilized other than Metacritic score and other... Epic opinion. And opinion and Game of the Year nominations to get these games. So, if you don't agree with it, just, you know, don't take it to heart. Right. If you're going to add anyone, add Zach... I, I will take full blame and or responsibility yeah, for how Like I goes. said, my name is not on this. I created this. I came up with the idea. I built it to the best of my ability with the best metrics I felt were necessary. Yeah, he's the and fall guy, respect. and that's my vote. <laughs> so fall guy over Doom? Yeah, because it's the more fun of the two. Like I've the Replayability. Seen, I've only played a little bit of Doom 2016. Uh, I'm sure it's a great game, but it it's a first person shooter. That's fast paced. It's not anything super new, but the amount of fun that I had just playing fall guys, like still. Oh yeah. Just playing fall guys together. And like, even if I like fall out and I can just watch Pat and watch Pat get his crowns, the exhilaration when you get the crown, like 
And watching your friends get the crown. Exactly. Holy shit. James I'll have to go The rage guys. and jealousy. I mean... Like, I think Fall Guys would be fun, more fun to play. So, because it's three, regardless of what my opinion would be, Fall Guys would win in this instance. I would also go with Fall Guys. So, when I look at Doesn't games, matter. Okay. Fall Guys <laughs> I mean, re, I think replayability is huge. Like, of the multiplayer games. And like, well, replayability, all the different scenarios yeah. compared to like a single player. I mean, player longevity like of a game and how much I'm going to enjoy it long term. Like, I played, even for a game like Doom Eternal, I played then. I haven't gone back to playing it since I beat it. Whereas, like, Fall Guys, I could play forever. So, so Fall Guys wins. So, Doom has been eliminated. The next matchup, and this is where it's going to start getting really personal for some of us. The Outer Worlds versus Hellblade. Fuck you. This is how it matches up. So the, outer, gonna be... the Outer Worlds is the second highest number nine, and Hellblade is the lowest number ten based on Metacritic score. Obviously, I'm voting Hellblade just because of that experience. Like I said, it's fucking Outer Worlds is a great game. Don't get me wrong. I love Outer Worlds, but it's not something that's super different than what's come before it. But Hellblade just... I fell in love with that game, like the first five minutes, like the first opening sequence before you're even actually controlling anybody. And like, you're just listening to the voiceover rolling down the river. Exactly. And it's just the way that ends and that the message and story of Hellblade is just phenomenal. And that's my choice. As far as both games, they weren't long games, Uh, even for being an extensive RPG, uh, Outer Worlds, really wasn't as long or time-consuming as what we were kind of used to in that category. I, I, Great I Much much like Pat and Hellblade, like, within the first, like, ten minutes, like, I knew this game was going to be a fun romp. I knew, like, there was going to be a lot of dark humor, and there's going to be a lot of violence. I do. I did really enjoy Hellblade. Love the story. The gameplay was a little repetitive, and I was going to put Outer Worlds above it anyway, but I just wanted to say my piece about Hellblade. It okay. was great. I had a fun time. I beat it, but a little repetitive. Right, chance you go you go next um and you can't abstain i can't like yeah you can you can you're allowed to not vote i guess i'll get my piece on it and whether i will vote on it or not but so hellblade i haven't played I mean, I w- his vote doesn't count well <laughs> well i want to and I can, it's on game pass and then there's going to be another one coming out so i that's a game i definitely need to play um and then outer worlds the one thing i did say i did play a lot of fallout 4 when i played outer worlds it did feel almost kind of like a reskinned fallout just sci-fi in space i mean it's still fun and it was really cool and everything i'm not gonna vote because i feel like i would i would vote hellblade but i haven't played it so i feel like it's not fair to get my vote okay so you're abstaining uh so for me this is personal because hellblade is my nomination in game of the generation it was my pick to be in it I played both games. I love both games. For someone like me who is easily scared to get through Hellblade and then love it as like one of my favorite single player games I've ever played was huge. The gameplay of like that the psychosis and like all that kind of stuff from them there. Yeah, the gameplay was repetitive, but because of like the, like the I was, environment. I don't know about you the, guys, but I was still like tension. my palms were sweating yeah. every like, fight. Like the so. tension, the environment, just like everything about it, I got like lost in it. So I wasn't even thinking about the gameplay being repetitive. So for me, I'm picking Hellblade. So, Two to one. Sorry, Hellblade Outer Worlds. Advances. The next one Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor versus Death Stranding. Ooh. Okay. So. <laughs> Obviously, I've I've talked extensively on Death Stranding. It was an experience, not one I remember fondly, though. <laughs> Music was great. I, I didn't even finish Shadow of War, but I had more fun with it overall. And 
Shadow of Mordor is the better game. Yeah, that's obviously the Nemesis system is huge. That's something that like felt unique, like made that game feel unique to your experience. Talking about the crazy fucking orcs you ran into, mm-hmm. and like you know, me and Chance, I think you were playing it at the same time, and I'm like, yeah. did you run into Ugrok or whatever? <laughs> 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 so yeah, that that would be my choice. Um, out of spite, I'm going with Shadows Mordor. Spite, Where are you spite to Death Stranding? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. Death Stranding. Kojima? Stupid as hell. Okay. Rick? I really enjoyed Death Stranding. Uh, it was kind of a, I'd say a love-hate relationship, but like it really got its hooks in me, and I played it till the end. I can't say the same about Shadow of Mordor. It was one of the first games I did download once I did get an Xbox and Game Pass, because it was on Game Pass like when I first got it. And, you know, I did play quite a few apps, like, quite a few hours of it and i can easily go back but i just haven't um i think that says a lot death stranding even though it was tedious i still had to like know what was next and honestly i'm kind of excited to buy it because i did borrow pat's copy i'm definitely gonna buy it and play through it again because there's quite a few things that looking back that i'm like oh man i still really want to do this i want to check this out um there's a couple like emails i got that i was like oh shit i can actually go Uh there's a couple more mysteries i want to solve in that game so personally it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it for me i would pick middle earth but i also didn't play death stranding so just out of respect i will abstain it's two to one so middle earth will advance the final play in assassin's creed odyssey versus control what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) so for me i will go first to let you guys think and i do want to go first um I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I really did. As far as Assassin's Creed games go, it's one of the best ones gameplay-wise. What I didn't like about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is that it got grindy at certain instances, and that was frustrating. It was the first time where playing an Assassin's Creed game, I felt like I was laboring to get through it. So that hurt my enjoyment of it in a sense. As far as control goes, that whole the, the whole storyline and everything and the gameplay and everything was unique. I love the storytelling of it. Uh, Jesse Faden as a character is phenomenal. I I loved every minute I played of Control, which is not something I could say about AC Odyssey in instances, even though the gameplay was awesome. The Colta system was fantastic. But also from a storyline standpoint, it could have been because I was playing as Alexios rather than Cassandra. I didn't enjoy it. It's your so fault. Much. That's my own decision. It's my own pick. But I would put my vote for Control. So... Assassin's Creed Odyssey is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Uh, unlike Zach, I loved the grinding. Getting to something, it's like, oh, the next story mission is level 30 or whatever, and I'm only 26. Like, I liked doing those side quests and exploring the rest of this. I loved checking off an area where I find like everything in the, the area, or I like hunt for cultists for a bit, um, or just spend 40 minutes avoiding or fighting uh, the bounty people coming after you. Like all that stuff I loved. I love the gameplay. Everything about that is awesome. Uh, The story kind of meandered a little bit, but overall I think it was a good story. Um, Some of the side quests were hilarious. Uh, The DLC is great. I spent over a hundred hours in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, same. But Control did have the unique gameplay experience that levitating- the levitating, oh. the uh, game direction and control is great. You know, like you said, Jesse, Jesse Faden is great. Performance is awesome. I like the inner monologue that's happening as the the scene is playing out and everything. And then obviously the the enemy types and everything were unique. 
this is such a hard decision. Yeah, these are like <laughs> two favorite games against yeah. each other. Like, that sucks. Oh, back-to-back but, tuggies. Back-to-back tuggies. So this was yeah. tuggy 20... 2018, 2019. When I think about it overall, everything I love about Assassin's Creed has been done by other games, in some cases, better. So I would probably give it to Control. Chance. I like a smidge. Um, I haven't played Control, and I haven't played enough of Odyssey, so I'm going to abstain. Well, going back to what Zach was saying about it being grindy, I guess Pat kind of backed him up on that, but also Pat kind of did talk about how, you know, you just do a, there's a wide variety of side quests, and there's different ones that update each day, so it could be, you know, a seafaring side quest, it could be a land side quest, it could, you know, just be a funny story one, and there's, there's a lot of great variety. And control definitely had its had its merits. It was great. The weapon system was was neat. Like the whole like skills were fun. But I'm still gonna have to go as far as like bang for the buck. Um, even though I did get control for forty dollars, I'm gonna go with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So control wins. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rick got some semblance of joy out of that. Okay. So Legend of Zelda, God of War, The Last of Us Part Two, and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt all get first round. We'll have a current buy right now as we wait for the play-in teams. So their matchups are not yet set in round two. Everyone else's matchups are. And in round one, we have our lowest seeds fighting to get in to play those top four teams. So round one, the first matchup is between our 32nd and 33rd overall seeds. So it is Player Unknown's Battleground. Versus Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. And this is the player number one overall seed, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So, PUBG versus Middle Earth. Matt and I got into PUBG. That was like our first BR that we really got into. Obviously, kind of the was, one that started everything. Yeah, it kind of like started, like really started the big landslide. I, I had to go to PUBG. I'm going to go PUBG. Okay. I have no dog in this fight, so I will abstain. I will also have to abstain. Really? Wow. I was not expecting that. But you're going to go. So, I've played both. Uh, I would personally, for, as far as game enjoyment goes, I would pick Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor over PUBG. That's from a personal thing. I enjoyed it more. I do understand though PUBG's uh, impact on the gaming world and kind of what it's done as far as it's basically put on a pedestal, a whole new genre. I would still pick Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and based on a tie, PUBG would move on based on Metacritic score. 86 to 84. Boom, take that, Tolkien. So, PUBG, so is it going against Breath of the Wild next round? PUBG is now going up against Breath of the Wild. Wow. The next playing game, this will play our second overall seed, God of War. It is Fallout 4 versus Control. Fallout 4 versus Control. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, I played a lot of Fallout 4. Um... Uh, it's, it comes down to a game I've played a lot of and a game I really like. I, I have to go I have to go with Fallout 4 just because I played... That's the game I played the most of. Okay. okay Fallout 4 was pretty buggy. I never... I played only a little bit of it. Uh, I did get the ending spoiled to me, and I'm okay with never playing Fallout 4. Uh, but Control, like I said, like everything I've said before, Control is awesome. So it's Control for me. I'm also going with Control. For those same reasons. Um, as far as like game of the generation, when I really think of this generation, well, one game that really came to mind first and foremost was Fallout 4. Um, it, I, I got a day of, night of, uh, played the shit out of it. Um, I really like the environment, 
how they kind of what they did with Boston was really neat. Um, they kind of blew it up, and I really don't like Boston, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go Fallout Four. I, I I know it's the second time I voted against Control, and I feel kind of like a dick about it. But uh, no, that's fine. Control is a great game. <laughs> but as far as the game like this generation, the one thing that really does scream to me is Fallout Four. Well, it is a tie. Okay. And Fallout Four wins on Metacritic. Oh, Fallout upset. Four has an eighty-seven. How's that an upset? Control the better- has an eighty-two. It's not an upset. It's chalk. <laughs> Even if you take their uh, meta user composite, uh, Fallout has a total of ninety-three point seven. Control has an eighty-nine point three. A little bit of that is not enough people have played Control. Yep. Play yep. Control, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like seriously. Our third playing game. It is Hellblade versus Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, shit. I'll start off if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, The reason I got a next-gen system, the reason I moved up from PS3 to PS4 was for Arkham Knight. But, like, Hellblade for sure. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) So I was so hyped for Arkham Knight. Like, you, you, you can't, like... Trust me when I say this, because I loved Arkham City, and this was the the next gen Batman game. I fucking love Batman. I loved everything about that, you know, the Arkham series from Rocksteady. Uh, but Arkham Knight wasn't even the best game that year, let alone of the generation. And Hellblade is just such a great experience, and I loved everything, I, uh, like every minute of Hellblade I played. But I fucking hated the Batmobile sections of Arkham Knight. Oh, and the fact that they made you do like these tight curve puzzles? Yeah. Like the Riddler puzzles? Bullshit. Exactly. So, obviously it's gonna be Hellblade. Oh, and the whole fact that they're also like, it's not Jason Todd. No way it's Jason Todd. Oh, shit, lie. it's Jason yeah, Todd. It's, it's like, a completely, oh, completely new character we've created that we didn't create. They we just put a mask on. The Arkham Knight, but it was like essentially the same character. Right. Um, I would, I'm going to abstain. I played, I almost completed Batman to its almost completion, um, but... Uh, That's what I almost like, completed. I feel like Control would be a better game. Hellblade. But I'm going to abstain. Or Hellblade, I'm sorry. Hellblade. Control is like... Fortunately. I'm picking Hellblade. Of the Arkham games, Arkham Knight isn't even the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah, we've all yeah, said that. I know, I that. <laughs> I'm going to say my piece. We're all Ark City. But yeah, so I'm picking Hellblade. Hellblade wins. Congratulations, Hellblade. Our final play-in match. It is Final Fantasy VII Remake against Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. So I love Fall Guys. I've played a lot of Fall Guys. I have not played any of Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, I did play the demo. I didn't enjoy the demo, but I have not given that game a fair shake, so I will abstain. Chance? Abstain. Rick? I played both. Holy shit, Final Fantasy VII Remake. The story, gameplay, um, the music, the sound, like holy shit, the visuals, amazing. Um, Fall Guys, definitely a great game. Don't get me wrong, a lot of fun, and it had a big impact, especially for the price, which was free if you had PlayStation Plus. Um, still Final Fantasy VII Remake. I waited so long, and it did not disappoint. I'm going to go Final Fantasy VII. I didn't play Final Fantasy. So it doesn't matter. I think I it, will also abstain. Yeah. Um, even if I tied, Final Fantasy VII will win, but even based on reception from the previous game to this one, uh, I think just on merit, Final Fantasy VII Remake deserves it. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake will move on. So we will now go down... Just the bracket vertically in order. Again, we will put this bracket out on Twitter so you guys can see. Not the completed bracket, but the uncompleted bracket so you guys can fill it out yourselves and tell us what your game of the generation is. Our first matchup, our number one overall seed, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, will play our technically our lowest overall seed now, PUBG. Yeah, I mean, 
Do we even have to discuss this? We it's don't. Breath of it's the Wild. It's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Go PUBG! PUBG! Some of these will get really PUBG easy to do. PUBG gets one vote. <laughs> yep. This will, this will go below. Our second faster. matchup, Bayonetta 2 versus Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. Yeah, I haven't played Bayonetta 2, but Abstain. Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 it is. We're going to start trucking through some of these. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey versus Apex Legends. Our number 8 seed versus our number 25 seed. Mario Odyssey. I will abstain. Apex. I, I've played both. I far enjoyed Mario Odyssey more. The big thing that Apex misses in its own universe is the Titans. Remember this because this is your revenge. <laughs> For a second though, I thought you were going to say Apex. I'm like, what the no, fuck no, is no, going no, no, on? I have a personal spite against Apex Legends <laughs> because it's the reason Titanfall 3 currently doesn't exist. I'm picking Odyssey. Okay. And I'm taking a great deal of joy eliminating Apex. Okay, because we would have, gonna, we would have had to retire from this, this podcast if we had somehow put apex over our next matchup our number nine overall seed versus our number 24 overall seed it is red dead redemption 2 versus horizon zero dawn yeah i've played both i've enjoyed both but it's red dead redemption 2 yeah honestly they both excel in visuals uh exploration but yeah i'm definitely going red dead redemption 2 holy shit that story i haven't played uh either played either i have red dead what just a little bit i still played it (laughs) just a little bit but um, I'm, I'm going to go with Red Dead because I've actually played it. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn to its finish, but I played enough of it to kind of get where I'm going at it with that. I'm still picking Red Dead. Better Boom. game. So Our next matchup, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, number four overall seed versus Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's Witcher 3. It's Witcher 3. It's Witcher 3. I'm staying. <laughs> I, I haven't played either, so I'm technically... I, I've actually played a little bit of The Witcher 3 because I got into it at the beginning. It's on Game Pass. What are you doing? Yeah, dude, holy no, shit. No, 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 wait, wait for next-gen version. It's free. Free next-gen upgrade. It's on Game Pass. You'll get that free. Our next matchup, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, our number 13 seed versus our number 20 seed, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Having played both, Uncharted 4 had overstayed its welcome a little bit. That middle section dragged. I do love those characters, but they've had a better game elsewhere. And Ori was just phenomenal at every second of it. So it's got to be Ori for me. Yeah, same thing. I've Having played both, I loved Ori. Just the improvement on the previous game is just... Even though Ori and the Blind Forest was great, but just... Wow. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, I'm like about to beat uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, so I've yet to start Will of the Wisps, so I will abstain. I'm abstaining as well. So, Ori and the Will of the Wisps will defeat Uncharted. Our next matchup, Overwatch versus Marvel Spider-Man. It truly oh, was geez. a thieves end. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I've played both. Overwatch didn't particularly like resonate with me. Uh, I did play Spider-Man. I did enjoy it, but I think it is a little overhyped. In this particular match, I don't really have a dog in this fight. I'm abstaining. Um, I have to go with Overwatch. I mean, Spider-Man looks... I know there's another reason why I want to get a PlayStation 5, um, but Overwatch is... It's huge. Like it came out, it blew up, and it's been out for a couple years, and it has fallen off a little bit. I mean, there's a reason why there's going to be an Overwatch 2 coming out, because people want something new, better. Um, but Overwatch is... I have to go with that. It, the replayability and, you know, Overwatch for me. Oddly enough, I have played both of these games. I used to own Overwatch. Um, and Pat, let me borrow Spider-Man. And they both kind of got boring after a while. Um... As far as, like, I'm used to playing, you know, if I do play, like, multiplayer shooters, mm-hmm. it's Call of Duty. Right. And I don't know why I was expecting that pace from Blizzard. 
seemed more like a Team Fortress 2 thing, and I never got the pace of Team Fortress 2. Spider-Man, I got about halfway through, and it got really fucking repetitive. Like, I got all the backpacks and, like, all the Black Cat stuff, and then it was like, okay, cool, and then, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. I want to say Spider-Man over Overwatch, but I'm just going to abstain. I played both. Spider-Man did get repetitive, I think, for an impact on kind of, like, just, like, the mainstream that Overwatch put hero shooters into, I think is huge. So I'm going to vote for Overwatch. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed by that, but I'm fine with it. People love this Spider-Man. I I love Spider-Man too, but even still, like, uh, even from a combat perspective, we've had had this discussion. It's similar to the Arkham games. And some would argue that the Arkham games are better than Spider-Man. It's just reactive. Like, it's yeah. mashing and then you react to yeah. someone. And, and it does get very repetitive. Even the story was just like, all right, yeah, this is happening. Well, it, like, the story, so. like, I liked the idea it was setting up. Like, oh, yeah, the Sinister Six are loose. And then it's like, and then the next mission, you're you're, you're literally dealing with two at two a time. Ones, yeah. <laughs> like, and you're so. sneaking around as Mary Jane. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. There were there were some instances in Spider Man where the like like those yeah those missions with Miles or with Mary Jane just ruined the pacing of the game. They had they didn't need to be there. Yeah, so I'm going to pick Overwatch, and Overwatch survives as yes. the game of the year winner. Uh, our next matchup, number twelve versus number twenty one, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate versus Monster Hunter World. Mm. Smash Ultimate. It's the one I've played. I haven't played Monster Hunter World, but I've seen enough of it and i know what that series is about and it has a movie coming out though <laughs> means nothing to me so this is what i'm also picking me? super smash yeah yeah super likewise it, it was even the single player had some challenges had yeah. a lot of fun a lot of collectibles and you know there's more characters happening all the time like we mm. just got steve i didn't even know that guy's name was steve doesn't matter what i think now nope okay fair enough <laughs> super smash brothers ultimate moves on our next matchup god of war Versus Fallout 4. It kind of rhymed. <laughs> like I said, I've only played a little bit of Fallout 4. But I've played all of God of War. And having played every God of War game up until now, God of War never really was like a top tier franchise for me. It was fun. It was, it was good. But it wasn't like amazing. But God of War, the 2018 one stepped it up in every regard you know it made the over the shoulder third person camera instead of the fixed angles combat was great it gave you like a great story where you like were resonating with a character yes it had a very annoying child but i'm not going to hold that against it it's god of war for me per, for, uh, personally for me it's going to be fallout because i like the rpg you could it had a so it had a lot of replayability you can make different builds of characters. You could do different things, open world, where the God of War is more, a little bit more linear, and you had to play a certain character and do certain things, like no matter how many times you play the game. So just because of preference of kind of game and genre, I have to go with Fallout 4. I've also played both. Um, uh, God of War was it was great. Like I did like the linear story. It was fun. There's a lot of like callbacks. Like sometimes I get certain parts of that confused with certain parts of like Hellblade. Um, just because the fun puzzles and shit like that. But in my opinion, I'm going to go Fallout 4. There's a lot of I don't know, just like in-game stories that you can have. Hate to do it. I did love God of War quite a bit. The story was excellent. The gameplay was excellent. The visuals were amazing. I'm going to Fallout 4. Okay. I've never played either, so mm-hmm. I will abstain. Which means Fallout 4 beats God of War. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want on the record, I voted for the PlayStation game. Like, we're not against PlayStation, everybody. <laughs> for the sake of this, I can vote for God of War, because based on what I've seen from both, God of War looks like the most enjoyable well, place, game. Well, Fallout was on PlayStation, right? And God of War was our number two overall seed. 
at a Metacritic score of 94. Yeah, I mean, I... But this is why this I is, personally this, think this you should vote for like God of War. Just God of War had an 87. I think just based on merit alone, yeah. God of War should at least get to decide its own fate based on Metacritic score. That's let me so cool. let me play devil's advocate here. Compared to Fallout 3, what is your opinion on Fallout 4? Everybody's looking at me. Yeah, That's who I was asking the question. Oh, you're directly at me. Holy yeah. shit. Um, the story wasn't as good. Gameplay didn't seem as difficult but there were a lot more i would say a lot more characters there were there was bugginess at launch and um i know i did get a lot of bugs when i uh modded it but you it's what you kind of get when you mod what i'm saying is like the evolution of the franchise fallout 3 to fallout 4 is it's it's barely there you know it's like they could have made fallout 4 on the 360 and it would have been fine it's just the evolution between God of War three and God of War twenty eighteen. It's a huge jump. Just, well, technically, like, God of War Ascension. Yeah, even so, like God of War Ascension, it was a different developer actually. But uh, God of War, even Ascension to God of War twenty eighteen is huge. The uh, the amount of change between the two is what I'm saying. Like, is just leaps and bounds over what Fallout three to Fallout four is. Not saying change your vote, but you know, if so, that am I, am I supposed you. to change my vote? Because I'll change my vote. It's, it's up, to, up you. to you. I'm still abstaining out of consistency. I was just playing devil's I, advocate. I just haven't played God of War. I so just I, I feel like God of War deserves a fair shake, so I'm just presenting the case. You don't have to change anything. Up to you. For the sake of consistency, I'm abstaining. I have not played either. So yeah, right now it's two Fallout, one God of War. Are but we I just that? remember the crafting, and that got really fucking annoying. And Garvey. Yeah, just changing his vote. Okay, so God of War moves I on. I will go to abstain. Okay. God of War moves on. So God of War would move on on Metacritic okay. score, which is probably, <laughs> for the sake of this, the better decision. Okay. Our next matchup, Bloodborne, number 15, versus Inside, number 18. Abstain. I haven't played either. I've only played a little bit of Bloodborne, because I died a lot in the very beginning, and that's definitely not my type of game. I understand people who want to play Souls games and keep dying over and over to learn the patterns and everything. It's just not my type of game. Uh, Inside, I did play all of in an afternoon, and I loved it. Like the puzzles, I did you know all the little side stuff. Uh, I liked the ending, even though it was crazy. Um, I love the use of color and the art style in that game. It's got to be Inside. Rick? I will abstain, considering I only played like probably a half hour of Bloodborne. Uh, I played close to like an hour of Bloodborne. Didn't enjoy myself playing it. I did play all of Inside and loved it. So I will pick Inside. So Inside upsets Bloodborne. Next, number seven, Dragon Age Inquisition, our game of the year from 2014 versus Super Mario Maker. Not two, just one? Just one. Because that's a Wii U game. Yeah. Super Mario Maker was a game of the year nominee. (laughs) My God. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why, the, like, you can't. The, the generation line is all fucked up now. <laughs> Nintendo gets two consoles this generation. Let it. Let them have it. Yeah, it's got to be Dragon Age Inquisition for me. Uh, I love the Dragon Age series. I really enjoyed my time with Inquisition and Mario Maker. Just that's not my type of game. Like, I love the Mario, you know, two D games. It's just I don't like making my game. <laughs> I'm going to abstain. I played Inquisition. Not as I haven't played a lot of it, but I have played it. But Mario Maker, like like Pat, I don't. I like people making my game for me, not myself making my own game. So uh, you lazy fuck. 
Okay. So I'm going to abstain. Okay, Rick? I have played neither, so I'm abstaining. Same. Dragon Age will move on. With one vote? As is decided. (laughs) Our next matchup, Half-Life Alex at number 10 versus Titanfall 2, number 23. The fuck are you doing to me, man? (laughs) I love it. Uh, I'm picking Titanfall 2. Sorry. I am. (laughs) Campaign was phenomenal. Multiplayer was great. The only thing Titanfall 2 didn't have going for it was its marketing, which was garbage, and released in between Battlefield and COD. But from a game perspective, on its own as its merit, it's my favorite shooter. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the best shooters out there, and it does everything well, but it's still a shooter. A shooter that, you know, is such a, a common franchise. Doesn't evolve that genre. The only thing it did was the Titans. Like, that was the only new thing. And even that was, like, something that was started in Titanfall 1. So this was just basically balancing to Titanfall 1 that Titanfall 2 added, which did dramatically improve the overall experience. But again, it's something that I wouldn't say is like generation defining. Uh, Meanwhile, Half-Life Alex proved you can do AAA long story based games in VR, you know, in a bunch of different ways to have it be comfortable. You can either do full VR movement and everything, which is how I played it, or you can do the, like the teleporting and everything. And then just, it just added so much to the immersion, like so much that they didn't have to show you how to do that worked like a, a fucking head crab. Like the very first level, when you first see a head crab, it's jumping at me and like, you don't have a weapon. So you're like supposed to dodge or whatever. But what I did was I grabbed with my gravity gloves, a trash can lid and just covered my face with that. And the, the head crab hit it and fell. Like they never told me like use the trash cans lids or whatever to do that. It's just something I naturally did because that's how I would react. And it worked. And that's a rare thing in gaming. So it's gotta be half-life Alex for me. I mean, obviously I, I've played a little bit of Pat's I've watched him play. I've watched Michael play it for a couple hours. And I do think it's like, it is like showing that VR can be like, like, a bet, a amazing experience in gaming and stuff like that. Whereas I feel like there's a better version of Titanfall two, but uh, there isn't. There is, yeah, there is not. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would go with Alex. Okay, I say I haven't really played enough of either to really form a strong opinion. If gun to my head, I would definitely say Alex because just the physics. But I will abstain. Okay, so Half Life Alex will move on. Our next matchup. Both. This one might hurt Pat the most. The Last of Us Part 2 at number 3 overall versus Hellblade at number 25. Or 35, excuse me. Number 35. This is absolute bullshit. <laughs> I just want to say that. They're both phenomenal games. Like I said, Hellblade gives you that unique experience, something I've never had before, where it like puts you in the shoes of someone experiencing auditory hallucinations. But Last of Us also did something that a game has rarely done for me where it completely changed my opinion of something even though i knew like i know what you're doing naughty dog it's not going to work but three hours later by god it was fucking working and by the end of the game i'm like you fucking did it naughty dog you fucking did it and i fucking still can't decide between the two fucking i don't even Gun to my head of which is the better game. I still don't know. This is going to kill me. Oh, <laughs> damn kill. it. Like, oh. What do you think? You can come back to him. You want us to circle around and get back to you? Yeah, fuck it. 
I'm going to go Last of Us 2. Because I played both games with headphones. And yeah, like, Hellblade did do that really, really well. But as far as uh, just, like, sound design of Last of Us 2, which the whistles, holy shit. Oh, the story, that was insane. A lot of really good things that happened in there. And a lot of very, very, like, iconic moments. Um, and the environment was huge. It was massive. It was epic. Um, Hellblade se- seemed like it could be could have been, like, more. That's why I'm really excited about Hellblade 2, now that they know it works, and they're going to kind of hammer that in a lot more. I more budget. To, I do want to put out there, Ninja Theory was an independent developer when they made Hellblade. Exactly. So, so now that they have more backing, that like, I think like Hellblade 2 is definitely going to knock it out of the park, but in my opinion, Last of Us 2, hands down, holy shit, everything about that game, just I was on the edge of my seat, I was laughing, I was crying, it was just fucking amazing. Chance? I'm going I've only played Hellblade, so I will also abstain. I am starting Last of Us Part 1 this weekend. I was going to do it tonight, but it's going to be super late when I get home. But yeah, I will also oh, get ready for the first 10 minutes of that game, because, oh my god, it's... I'll get you. And just to give it its fair shake, I'll say Hellblade, because I know that makes it a tie, and then now we go to the Metacritic. Metacritic score. And on Metacritic score, The Last of Us Part 2 destroys Hellblade. The Last of Us Part 2 has a Metacritic score of 93. Hellblade has an 81. Yeah, those fucking reviewers don't know what's happening. So, it is unfortunate for Hellblade. From people I've spoken to who have played both, Hellblade, they're both phenomenal games. Yeah, it's unfortunate that these fucking games play both. It is unfortunate that these games had to play each other now because this is in the grand scheme of things a final format. Yeah, if you have Game Pass, go play Hellblade. If you do not have Game Pass, either get Game Pass or get Hellblade. So, yes, it is unfortunate that it came to this, but The Last of Us Part 2 will Move on against Hellblade. It's just unfortunate that the bracket went out that way. It is how brackets go, but that doesn't make it hurt any less. Our next matchup to move into the Sweet 16, Metal Gear Solid 5 versus Dark Souls 2. I have played a good chunk of Metal Gear 5. No idea what that story is. I could not tell you. Uh, I have not played any of Dark Souls 2. I will abstain. Abstain. I will also abstain because I've played neither. I've played neither and I will also abstain. So it is a pure abstain. It will come down to their straight up Metacritic score. Dark Souls 2 has a Metacritic score of 91. Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain has a Metacritic score of 93. Wow. I gotta play that. Metal Gear Solid 5 survives on upset alert, as it were. And we'll move on versus Dark Souls 2 to play The Last of Us Part 2. Number 15, or our 15th matchup, excuse me. Number 6, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, versus Dishonored 2. I've played both. I did not play Dishonored 2 to its completion, but I saw Pat finish it, because I was here when he was playing it. Um, I prefer from a... You saw me play Death of the Outsider. Are you sure? Yeah. Either way, from a gameplay perspective, I enjoyed Sekiro more. Because you were a fool? I will vote for Sekiro. Yeah, it's 100% Dishonored 2. That game is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I tried playing Sekiro. Again, it's a Souls-like. I died. I'm not going to get the time investment to learn the patterns of the the enemies or stuff because it's not worth it to me. Meanwhile, Dishonored, I spent so much time exploring those. It's kind of like an open sandbox for each mission. Uh, I spent so much time exploring the open sandbox, figuring out the different things I can do that cause different reactions for me to get to my target and either kill them or deal with them nonviolently. I actually played through the entirety of Dishonored 2 without killing anyone. 
I went a nonviolent path. Just so out of character to, to get, get that achievement. achievement. Yeah, to like... get that achievement, and then uh, I at some point we'll go back and do the uh, full kill everybody high chaos method. I fucking love dishonored as a series. I love what you're able to do and the different shit you can try that works when you're like, no way that they thought of this and they fucking did. So yeah, dishonored too, hundred percent. I haven't played either. So I'm going to abstain dishonored too. All right. Dishonored two moves on over Sekiro and that is the first of our Game of the Year winners to be eliminated. On high upset alert, the 27 seed defeats number six seed overall. Not our Game of the Year. The Game Awards 2018 yeah. Game of the Year, the official. But the Tuggy is the yeah, only Tuggy is like, like three. Or, I'm sorry, the that. 2019, excuse me. The 2019 Game of the Year was Sekiro. So the first of our official Game of but the Year. But our Tuggy winner. Award winner already got eliminated. Our Tuggy Award winner got. I'm talking about our Game of the, the Game Awards winner. Uh, the final matchup of our round of 32, Persona 5 versus Animal Crossing, New Horizons. I am abstaining. I have not played either. I'm abstaining. Um, I played a little bit of Animal Crossing. I'm going to have to say with Animal Crossing because of all the crazy shit people were doing on it. And especially during COVID, how it kind of brought, gave people, gave people, brought people together and had made people create a bunch of shit. And I, I kind of want to go back to it. So. So I've always been a big fan of the Persona series since the original PlayStation Um I played one through four. I never played five. I will abstain. Animal Crossing moves on over Persona 5. Alrighty. Our sweet 16. Breath of the Wild versus Resident Evil 2. It's gotta be Breath of the Wild when I think of it. I've not played Resident Evil 2. I will abstain, but I'm consciously voting for Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Alright, Breath of the Wild moves on. The next matchup. Our closest seeded matchup so far, number eight overall, Super Mario Odyssey plays number nine overall, Red Dead Redemption 2. Super Mario Odyssey is a great game, but it is no Red Dead Redemption 2. Doesn't hold a candle to Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm going to go with Mario. I would go with Red Dead as well, unfortunately. Sorry, Chance. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 will move on. Uh, Next up, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt versus Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ori's great. Again, it's no Witcher 3. Witcher 3 is just phenomenal in every regard. I wouldn't go that far, but Witcher 3. I have not played Witcher 3 in enough time, like enough to give it its fair shake, so I would abstain. It doesn't matter what I think. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the Witcher 3 will move on over Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the number four overall seed in The Witcher. Our next match of the dreaded 5 versus 12 for you March Madness people who understand that reference. Uh, it is Overwatch at number 5 versus Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at number 12. Super Smash Brothers. Totally Super Smash. I pick going, Super Smash. I'm going Overwatch. I pick Super Smash straight up just from a multiplayer standpoint, the couch co-op, the fun you can have with your friends. Oh, and that one day after the play is great. That one day after the pod, we stayed here and played yeah. till like five AM. My wife was like, Where were you? And I was like <laughs> playing video games on a couch. I think I, I just I just think from an enjoyment level, I enjoy Super Smash far more than I enjoy Overwatch when I play it. Yeah. Overwatch is a great game. Exactly. Neither game I would play by myself, but right. both of them are huge on the competitive. So Super Smash completes the twelve V five upset. There's always one every year. Okay, up next, number two overall, God of War, against number 18 overall, Inside. God of War. Both games are great, but it's got to be God of War. Abstaining. I'm abstaining as well. I've only played Inside. God of War moves on. The Last of Us Part 2, number three overall, versus number 14 overall, Metal Gear Solid 5. Last of Us, hands down. 
Last of Us. This was a way more easy matchup than it was against the Hellblade. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. Alrighty, that's what happens when an upset alert. Our two lowest seeds now, so far, that have moved on. Dishonored 2 versus Animal Crossing. I know I haven't played Animal Crossing, but I've seen enough of it. I know what that type of gameplay is. That's a great time waster. But if you're getting down to gaming where you actually want to be entertained because you want to game, you want to be immersed in the game, Dishonored 2 is the better game. I, I've i played a little bit of like previous Animal Crossing games. I don't like playing a game to do chores. Uh, from a gameplay perspective, I've far more enjoyed my time playing Dishonored than I would have played any Animal Crossing game. So I would vote Dishonored as well. Abstain. Abstain. Dishonored 2 moves on now. Oh, no, we have one more matchup. I'm sorry, I skipped one. Dragon Age Inquisition versus Half-Life Alex. I'd say Half-Life is the better game just because of what it did for the VR genre. Uh, Inquisition is probably the larger game with more content, but I don't think it did anything particularly new in that series. I will have to abstain on this. I never played Inquisition. I only played a little bit of Alex. Alex was amazing. The physics, holy shit. I'm going to abstain as well. I will abstain. I have not played either. So Half-Life Alex will move on. Dragon Age Inquisition is the second of our Game of the Year winners from the Game Awards to be eliminated. Our first Elite Eight matchup, Breath of the Wild versus Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, so this is tough. They're both open world, a lot of content to do games. Breath of the Wild 2 is kind of like create your own stories. Like Obviously, there's the main quest, but it's like... Kind of when you, the more you play, the more it takes a backseat to you just exploring and fucking around with the physics and causing lightning to attack a bunch of bagoblins and whatever. Uh, but Red Dead has that that story that keeps you going. Uh, it's got the the fuck around, fucker, fuck aroundery, the, the, fuck, the, fuck the fuck around the factor. factor. <laughs> It'd be the fuckery, the fuckery going on <laughs> for it as well, where you can just. You know, hold up in a town and just start killing people and then everybody comes and waves at you trying to hunt you down and then how long can you survive and all that stuff. Uh, the game I had the most fun with, um, probably Red Dead 2, just because it has that more mature theme and I enjoyed it more overall. So yeah, and there's no fucking rain that's super annoying in Red Dead, so I'll have to give it to Red Dead 2. I'm going to go Red Dead. I will pick Breath of the Wild. Well... Just looking at it, as far as, you know, big giant open worlds, like kind of just walking around and exploring. I remember a lot of Breath of the Wild. It's like, okay, cool, I'm going to climb this mountain. But really, what's on top of that mountain? Maybe a couple Korok seeds. That's about it. With uh, Red Dead, they would add a couple more fun things, in my opinion. But, like, coming across, like, KKK rallies, and you could just kind of, like, throw a... Molotov. Molotov, and just have them all burn, or, like, just shoot them down individually. Or people on the side of the street, like, oh, I need help. And then they end up robbing you. Or the drunk guy was like, I crashed my wagon. Um, can you watch it for me? I'll be right back. And he never comes back. Like, that's just fun, quirky shit. And also just, like, finding cabins where people died and seeing, like, how they died and all that shit. It, Cannibals. It's so much depth and so much heart. And Breath of the Wild was a great game. The fact that there was only four really, temp four temples. Dungeon. Yeah, four dungeons. Quite a bit of shrines, but those, you know... Kind of got a little annoying. Um, so I'm definitely going to go Red Dead. Alrighty. And our number one overall seed gets eliminated in the Elite Eight. Red Dead Redemption 2 moves on over Breath of the Wild. Up next, The Witcher 3 versus Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
even though I haven't played too much of Witcher 3, as far as pure depth of game is concerned, there have been games created off of this game. Like Gwent is a game now because of this game. What it's done, some people would even say that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate isn't even the best of the Super Smash games. Um, you have Melee and Brawl and that kind of stuff. I personally would cast my vote for The Witcher based on like just its impact and its critical acclaim. Yeah, just getting lost in that world. There's so much stuff to do. Like you can run into a side quest where this castle has just appeared out of nowhere and it's it's a fucking metaphor for uh digital rights management for gaming. <laughs> like it's, it's just fucking awesome. You know, you you can do research. There's monster hunts where you're like, "Oh shit, like I need to get these specific type of oils and make sure I can see in the dark before I go into this cave and fight this thing. Otherwise I'm going to get fucking ripped to shreds. Just the, the game is like funnier than it has any right to be with some of the side quests, but it's also super serious in some moments. And like, it just handles that balance really well. And obviously I love Witcher three. It's gotta be Witcher three. I've spent more time playing Witcher 3 on my Switch than Super Smash Brothers, and I own Witcher 3 for the PS4 and the Xbox One. The success of Witcher 3 caused the Netflix show, so I'm going to have to go with Witcher 3. Fair enough. It is unanimous. The Witcher 3 moves on, and we'll play Red Dead Redemption in the Final Four. Up next, number 2 overall, God of War, versus number 10 overall, Half-Life Alex. This is a tough one. I will personally abstain. I have played neither. I'm also going to abstain, just because it seems fun. I'm going to let this torment pass. So oh! Abstain. So now he gets to choose which one goes through. Pat will decide which one goes through. Fuck all of you. Unless he decides <laughs> unless he decides to abstain and let it come down to Metacritic score. Don't tell me what it is. I will not tell you what it is. Oh my god, this is a fucking difficult decision. But when I look at a generation, what defines a generation is the advancements in technology and gameplay and stuff. And that is definitely the edges I got to give to Half-Life Alex. but Half-Life Alex wasn't even on a console this generation. It's on PC only. So does do my core beliefs of what this list is really gel with that? Possibly not. But then I did put it over Titanfall and I put it over Inquisition. All the other games that were you on put consoles. It, yeah. But I would have put god of war over those as well so god fucking damn shit i just based on what i've been saying to take my name off the list i would have to go with my principle of game of the generation has to have been on a console this generation which would be god of war okay do you want to abstain I will give you this final opportunity to lock it in God of War. Okay. Well, if you would have abstained, God of War still would have won. God of War's Metacritic score is 94. Half-Life Alex's is 93. Wow. It would have won by a single point. I respect you for going and sticking with your principle there. But yeah, so God of War will move on. I know that killed Pat on the inside. God, fuck all of you. (laughs) And on the outside. So our final Elite Eight matchup. The Last of Us Part 2 versus Dishonored Part 2. This is just a bracket of killing Pat's emotions. (laughs) I will abstain. I have not played Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to say Last of Us Part 2. I apparently don't play good games, so I'm going to (laughs) abstain. I agree with that statement. So when it comes down to brass tacks, 
Last of Us 2 is the better game. Last of Us 2. Okay, Last of Us 2 moves on. And our Cinderella... Seriously, go play Dishonored, people. Though. Our, oh my god. It's it, like it Game Pass. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great game. The Cinderella of Dishonored 2 is something to be proud of. The number 27 overall seed coming in made it all the way to the Elite 8. So good on you, Dishonored 2. The first of our final four matchups. Red Dead Redemption 2 versus The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Witcher 3, hands down. Better game in every aspect, in my opinion. Red Dead for me. This is hard for me because I understand the impact of both games. This from, is not hard for me at for, all. For like a storyline perspective, Red Dead is great. For what? But Red Dead is just so bogged Whatever down by say, its own systems. That That's what, what I wanted pick? him to say. What did you pick? You, I, you said Red I Dead? Said, oh, I guess I did say Red Dead. Okay. Do you want to abstain? You haven't played Witcher. It's it's tough for me. Like Red Dead is just so bogged down by its own systems. It's, the fact that it, I can't I'm go just into for another CD project. Right, it, it, right it, now. it is it is tough for me on the merits of this of the of the Seven games event. both of them on their own to not pick Witcher over Red Dead. It's hard for me to even consider like to the Witcher is just when you when when people talk about their some of their favorite games of all time. The Witcher invariably comes up far more often than Red Dead 2 does. It's just both games kind of give you a choice of how to play. You can be you can play Geralt as a complete dick and those consequences will be brought back to you in morality in actually affecting the story, not about sending waves of people after you for no reason or, you know, locking you out of certain armor types or you know anything like that red dead does that red dead will make it so if you go back to strawberry if you've killed people there if you've been a a bad dude they hate you in strawberry and they will you know keep chasing you until you pay that bounty um and that just takes away from my enjoyment of it it's more realistic and it punishes people who play bad characters i mean yeah but so does witcher in a way of affecting the actual story I th- I and giving you the you morality can be as bad as you want in red dead or as good as you want in red dead and you can affect it to revert it back to neutral stance like you can be as evil as you want to be in red dead and then if you pay it actively bounty. is punishing you for being bad by reducing your enjoyment of the game so it's it's not so much saying like play any way you want and there's going to be a consequence on each side it's saying the best way to play this is to be good even though you're not outlaw Meanwhile, Witcher, you have two very different endings to a quest. Or, you know, if you do something for this person, they come back later on in the story and, you know, either help you out or, you know, make something easier for you or, again, fuck you up or something. Like, it's unexpected consequences, not exactly punishment, is what I'm arguing for. I knew my answer even, like, as soon as we first brought this up. Witcher 3 is... In my my viewpoint, is Red Dead Two, but with a lot more stuff and a lot more story and a lot more to explore. Okay, thank you. Oh three, my god! We'll move on to the finals. Yes, I just wanted to, like the suspense. You had me going for I a second. To stew, <laughs> she did. It's tough. It really is hard. They're both excellent games. Our second or our final, I guess, final four matchup: uh, God of War, number two overall, versus Last of Us Part Two, number three overall. I don't think this is going to be as close as people would expect it to be. I will abstain. I'm going to be doing a lot of abstaining this next couple rounds. There's only two rounds left. Exactly. This one and the final. That's a couple, right? <laughs> I will abstain. Last of Us 2. Yeah, the more I think about it, it's Last of Us 2. All right, that was easy. 
I knew it was going to be that. Well, now for the hard one. Yeah, this the is... hardest one. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, number four overall, versus number three overall, The Last of Us Part 2, for a game of the generation. I'm so glad it's down to these two, because... I think, I think these are worthy finalists. Um, it is unfortunate, and this is how brackets go in real, in, like, in sports. But, but like, if you think about it, like, that, that's how, like, March Madness works. Like, Hellblade played Last of Us. Hellblade would wax almost every other game that was in round two. And you could probably say the same thing about Final Fantasy VII Remake. If it doesn't go up against The Witcher, yeah, that's... yeah. Final Fantasy VII would also wax quite a few g- games on that list. Dragon Age. Like, there's there's good games that don't make it through. Again, that's how brackets work. It is unfortunate. Uh, but that's what makes it fun. It's like the matchup like that. <laughs> I'm going to flat out say Witcher 3. Um... Just the bang for the buck. A huge game. As far as the story, they both have amazing, gut-wrenching stories. And But uh, just the combat system, the more open world of Witcher 3. I know Last of Us 2, as far as visuals go, I'd probably give it to Last of Us 2. Although, you know, better systems, you get better visuals. I'm sure playing Witcher 3 and 4K would be fucking beautiful. Um, Witcher 3 is also a next-gen upgrade for free. Perfect. So, yeah, honestly, it, it has so much, and there's still so much to explore. Chance? Um, I'm going to abstain. Zach? I can't, in good conscience, not pick The Witcher. But I could abstain if you wanted to leave it to Metacritic score. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not even down to better game, because I don't, like, I think they're both equally tens, to me at least. So it's it's got to be, like, my favorite, or my, like, time i've enjoyed the most out of it and that's got to be witcher okay so our game of the generation as determined by us here at tug pod is the witcher 3 wild hunt good work everybody not a big surprise because didn't it get game of the decade it did get it did get game of the decade so So, these are consistent a worthy winner in a bracket full of worthy games Congratulations. If we were to leave it down to Metacritic score, the number one overall seed, obviously, was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, between the final two, uh, the Metacritic score of The Last of Us Part Two was 93. The Witcher 3 was 92. Uh, the meta user score, again, Last of Us Part Two got review bombed. It was a 5.6. But The Witcher 3's was a 9.2. So very consistent with its critic score. Exactly the same. Both number one seeds. Yeah. So congratulations to The Witcher 3. We are consistent with what people felt for the game of the decade as far as The Witcher was concerned. Yeah. So that's our bracket. It was a good time. It was tough. Yeah. There were some tough decisions that had to be made. Interesting conversations. Interesting conversations (laughs) that had to be had. Uh, We will be putting the incomplete bracket up on Twitter for you guys to see the matchups and how you guys would go through it. So I will be putting that up. Uh, at some point this weekend so if you're listening to this now it will already be on twitter uh so again that's at tugpod on twitter to check that out um but yeah so final thoughts on game of the generation now that we can breathe that sigh of relief that this that the decision making is over obviously witcher 3 i think is totally well deserved for that uh, I would advise everybody listening, if you haven't played Hellblade or Dishonored 2 or Half-Life Alex Or Control. Or Control, uh, go play those games. Or Ori. Ori like, as well, yeah. Like, there's, like, basically every game on here, um, 
if you haven't if you have game pass it's all if you free. have game pass a lot of them are on game pass and if you haven't played it a lot of these games go play them they're they're they well deserve their time in the limelight a lot of them do even smaller games like inside are great games that was our game of the generation talk again we're going to be putting the bracket up on twitter so why don't you guys go ahead fill it out and reach out to us and show us uh, what your game of the generation would be based on our seating system there. But all in all, thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, you can catch us every other Monday on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Again, what you guys feel the game of the generation would be. Uh, any glaring omissions we may have had uh, for our game of the generation. You can email us at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us and reach out to us on Twitter at TugPod and on Instagram at T-U-G underscore P-O-D. And we are also on Facebook, uh, and that is just the Entitled Gaming Podcast. Uh, That's our page there. And also don't forget to subscribe to our Reddit. Uh, We are at rtugpod. And yeah, we also ask that you guys subscribe and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star reviews for every other podcast. He's working. Use a spoon. Hey. I thought it was a perfectly reasonable suggestion. Don't put words in his mouth. I'm so flustered. I smoke. I got so flustered. I was like, and you were like, hey. I was like, I looked at Rick, and Rick was gleaming. How dare you! You've never used that tone with me before. <laughs> he uses that tone with you every. Yeah, no, I'm pretty no, no, sure. No, no, no. There's like a there's like a hint of like sarcasm with a little bit of disdain. This, <laughs> this was just disdain. This was just full. malice. This was, yeah, there was malicious intent with that tone. <laughs>